You know, for the last several weeks, I've been reflecting on a sentence that Frederick Buechner wrote. And I've shared with you this sentence. But Frederick Buechner, years ago, when he was reflecting on the resurrection of Christ on Easter Sunday, he wrote, the resurrection means that the worst thing is never the last thing. And that's what we celebrate on Easter Sunday, that the worst thing is never the last thing because Jesus defeated death. And I've found so much hope in that statement over the last few weeks as we've been going through this pandemic here in New York and all over the world. And I want to share with you, though, this morning, this Easter Sunday morning, a story from the Gospel of Mark. And it's a story that I believe will help us to see just how true that statement is. And I believe this story will help us to see why Easter is such an important day for Christians all over the world, especially in the day that we're living in right now. So would you join me in the reading of God's word from Mark chapter 5, starting in verse 22. It says, Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet and implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. Our story this morning begins with a father a father whose daughter, the Gospel of Luke tells us it was his only child, a father with his only daughter, and she's on the verge of death. I mean, that's the greatest fear that any parent could ever have, the thought of losing a child. And that's this man's reality. I mean, the worst thing that could happen is about to happen in his life. And so he goes to Jesus, and through tears, he pleads and begs with Jesus and says, Come, Jesus, and lay your hands on my daughter so that she may be made well and that she may live. In verse 24, I love Jesus doesn't waste any time. It says, And Jesus went with him. And at this moment, you imagine as Jesus says, all right, let's go. You imagine that a, a spark is ignited in this man's heart. I mean, Jesus is coming. Jesus can heal his daughter. Jesus can prevent the worst thing from happening. With Jesus on our side, no bad things will ever happen, he's probably thinking. And so they're walking toward his house. They're pro probably even running, I imagine. I mean, they're, they're getting there as fast as they can. The father is thinking, we just got to get there to save my daughter. Time is of the essence. This little girl is on the verge of death and they're going and they're going and they're walking. But then all of a sudden, Jesus stops. And the next 10 or so verses tell us exactly the details of what happens here. And we're not going to look at that passage this week. We're going to look at that passage next week. But to sum it up, basically what happens is Jesus is walking, going to this man's house to heal his daughter. But then he stopped and he's interrupted by a woman a woman who has a non-urgent request to be healed. This is a woman, she's not about to die. Time is not really a factor for her sickness. And I mean, so you're thinking like, Jesus, like triage, deal with this woman later. But Jesus stops. And at this moment, Jesus' disciples and Jairus and all of his entourage, they're probably thinking, Jesus, keep moving. You can come back to this woman later. But Jesus stops. And he stops and takes time with this woman. And he heals her. He even begins a conversation with her. And the whole time, I imagine, you know, Jairus is nervous. He's probably looking at his watch thinking, Jesus, what are you doing? Time's running out. And the disciples are probably wondering, does Jesus know what's going on? Like, there's time. Like, what is Jesus doing? And then, at this point in the story, the worst thing that could happen happens. 
verse 35 says, while Jesus was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? Now, can you imagine the pain that Jairus must have felt in that moment? The hope that he had in Jesus. It was rising, it was rising, it was rising. And in this moment, he finds out his daughter is dead and he feels crushed. The worst thing that could happen, happened. His heart probably sank in his chest. Disappointment set in. Probably frustration with Jesus. What was he thinking? Why, why, would, why, did he, why would he stop for this woman? Doesn't he know that my only daughter, her life was on the line and he waited. Where, what was he doing? And she died. And I notice uh, what the messenger said to Jairus. He said, why trouble the teacher any further? And how many of us feel that way when our worst thing happens? No need to bother with Jesus any longer. No need to trouble with him anymore. Why trouble the teacher any further? You see, in our deepest pain, if we're honest, we become disappointed with Jesus. We all do. And we are tempted to drift away from him. Why trouble the teacher any further, we think? And in our disappointment, we're tempted to walk away from him with our heads hung low, disappointed because he didn't come through like we expected. You know, in Europe, Christianity and church attendance has been on a sharp decline for the last hundred years or so. And many people have abandoned faith in the last century in European countries. And most historians will point out that this decline actually began just after the horrors of World War, II, World War I and just after the Spanish flu epidemic of 1918 that killed around 50 million people. See, Europeans saw death and chaos all around them. And in effect, they collectively said, why trouble Jesus any further? And in mass, many people walked away. And here we are in the middle of a pandemic ourselves, much like the Spanish flu of 1918. In fact, last week, our Surgeon General of the United States said of this upcoming week, he said, this is going to be the hardest and saddest week of most Americans' lives. This is going to be our, our Pearl Harbor moment, our 9-11 moment. Only this time, it's not going to be localized. It's going to be happening all over the country. See, we are looking in the face right now of what might be the saddest week of our lifetimes. And if that is the case, then on the other side of this week and on the other side of this coronavirus pandemic, many of us, will be tempted to walk away from Jesus in disappointment. Why trouble the teacher, teacher any further? He didn't come through when we needed him. And he allowed this to happen. Why trouble the teacher any further? But you know, there's more to the story. There's more to this story and there's more to our story. Look in verse 36. It says, But overhearing what Jairus and his messenger said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not fear, only believe. Now, I'm sure when Jesus said this, there were probably some eye rolls, some cynicism, some skepticism, and probably even some annoyance with Jesus. They're like, do not fear, only believe. Jesus, she's dead. 
Don't talk to me about fear and belief right now. You don't get to tell me how to feel or what to think right now. I'm sure they were cynical. The worst thing that could happen happened because Jesus took time to talk to a woman that didn't need to be talking to. He, needed, didn't, he didn't need to talk to in that moment. But Jesus wasn't finished with this little girl. See, they had stopped to grieve, but he kept walking toward the house. He kept walking toward death. Verse 38 says, They came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue. That's Jairus' house. And Jesus saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. And when he had entered, he said to them, Why are you guys making a commotion and weeping? The child's not dead, but she's just sleeping. Look what verse 40 says. It says, And they laughed at him. <laughs> I mean, their disappointment had not just turned into cynicism, but now it has turned to mockery. They're laughing in the face of Jesus. Jesus, what can you do? She's dead. You're too late. The worst that could happen has happened. But look how, how the story continues. It says, but he put them all outside and he took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was and taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha Kumi, which means, little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl got up and began walking, for she was 12 years of age. I read this story to my oldest daughter this week, and she said, no, I bet she didn't walk. I bet she was dancing. And you know, the imagination of a child is probably not far off. This little girl, there was probably a lot of dancing in that room because this, the rest of the text says they were immediately overcome with amazement. There was joy in that room. The worst thing that could happen happened for Jairus. He was disappointed, yes. He was heartbroken, yes. He was devastated and he felt the pain of the worst thing and it was real. That is real pain, the pain of losing a child. But then Jesus stepped into this little girl's room, a room marked by death and disappointment, and with a holding of her hand and a whisper in her ear, he brought her back to life. And in a moment, the scripture says, immediately a room of death became a room of dancing. A room of weeping and wailing became a room of singing and shouting. Because of Jesus, the worst thing was not the last thing. And you say, well, good for Jairus and good for that little girl, but what about me? What about my life? The worst things are happening right now. COVID-19 has taken my job. It's taken my parent from me. It's taken my freedom. Why would God allow this to happen? It sure feels like Jesus is nowhere to be found. Why is he waiting? What's he waiting on? What's he stopping for? And listen, the pain that we all feel right now, now is very real. The fear that we feel is very real. The anxiety is very real. The disappointment is very real. The isolation if you're alone in your apartment, is very real. The suffocation that you feel, if you're with a roommate or with children or whatever, all the pain we feel from this pandemic is very real. And many of us are suffering. And I cannot explain to you why you're suffering. But I do know this. Jesus knows what you're feeling. 
There is nothing that you have ever experienced that is uncommon to Jesus. 2,000 years ago, not long after he brought this little girl back to life, he faced a death himself. Jesus walked right into the pain of his own crucifixion, a death that was made and designed for sinners. Yet he was innocent. He was unjustly accused. He was unjustly sentenced. He was beaten and mocked and shamed. And his own disciples and friends abandoned and betrayed him. He pleaded with his heavenly father, if there's any other way. But even though, even then, in the midst of all of that, he kept walking toward the cross. The scriptures say, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Now why? Why was Jesus able to endure the cross with joy? Because he knew that the worst thing was not the last thing. The pain of death and death itself would not be the final word over his life. He would go into a tomb, yes, and he would be wrapped in burial clothes, yes, but just as easily as he took that little girl's hand and whispered into her ear and brought her back to life, just as easily he stood up from his grave and he kicked open the tomb. He is risen indeed. Happy Easter. The worst thing has been defeated. Jesus defeated our sin and our death. And because of his resurrection, he has offered resurrection to you and to me. John 3.16 says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and that whosoever believes in him will not perish but will have eternal resurrection life. And this is what we celebrate on Easter Sunday. This is why Christians, this is why we get so excited on Easter Sunday. Because we know that the story of that little girl is now our story because of Jesus. Imagine for a moment what it was like for that little girl from her perspective. We always tell the story from Jairus's perspective, but what about the little girl? She was sick for who knows how long. Little girl enduring the pain of sickness. She endured the pain of death. She had to watch her parents suffer and watch her die. And she experienced death itself. But then, even after all of that, she feels someone grab her hand. And she hears a whisper in her ear. And she hears, rise. And at that moment, she opens her eyes. And what is the first thing that she sees? She sees the face of Jesus. And in that moment, all of the pain she endured, the fear that she once felt, must have felt like a distant memory. And if we are in Christ, this is what awaits us. Listen, there, will be, there, there are going to be bad things that happen in this life. Bad things will happen in this broken world. Little girls will die and viruses will spread. But I take great comfort in the words of Jesus when he says, in this world you will face trouble. But he continues and he says, but take heart for I have overcome the world. Listen, if you're a follower of Jesus, there is coming a day where you're, you will hear his voice and Jesus will speak to you and he will say, rise. And in that moment, your eyes will be open and you will see him face to face and you will be in his presence. And in that moment, the worst things will feel like distant memories because you will be in the presence of Jesus who wipes every tear from our eyes. The scriptures say that Jesus is the alpha and omega. He is the beginning and the end. That means that the worst things in this life are not the last thing because what is the last thing? 
Jesus is the last thing. The final word over your life, if you are a follower of Jesus, is his name and his character and his presence in your life. And there is coming a day where you will see him face to face and you will know that the worst thing is not the last thing. And I want to close by considering what would Jairus say to us today if Jairus were here? What, what would Jairus say to us in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of all the uncertainty and disappointment that's going around in our lives? I believe Jairus would say the same thing that Jesus told him. I believe he would say, do not fear, only believe. I believe he would tell us that even though it may seem like Jesus, like we don't know what he's doing and his plan doesn't make sense and sometimes it seems like he's delaying or seems like he's aloof or he doesn't seem to comprehend what's going on and we wonder, Jesus, where are you and why, why, what is going on? I believe J. Iris would tell us that Jesus is near and that because of the resurrection, the worst thing is never the last thing. Happy Easter Crossroads. Let me pray for you. Father in heaven, we thank you for the resurrection. Because of the resurrection, we have hope in the midst of uncertainty. We have peace in the midst of chaos. We have faith in the midst of fear, and we have joy in the midst of sorrow. God, thank you that you sent your son to die our death, and thank you that you raised him to life on the third day. And because he's alive, we now have life. And so, God, we celebrate today. We thank you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen.